Blog Talk Radio. Aloha and welcome to Unmasking the Feminine. Our co-host Renee um, has a new endeavor that's calling her to use her extraordinary skills and abilities elsewhere. She has a new project that she's working on and rather than multitask, uh, she has chosen to take that on to its fullest and she promises she'll let us know once it's ready for us to view. I'm sure it has something to do with her extraordinary music. And I'm very excited. I, I can't wait to see once it comes out. So I definitely will keep you updated. Hopefully she'll be able to collaborate with us again sometime in the future uh, once that project is completed or maybe when she's further into it and has time that she could pull herself away from it. But for now, it's going to be uh, myself and then We'll have co-hosts at times, and other times it'll probably just be me. I, I'm not sure how we're going to handle things, but we are maintaining the Facebook page. And Renee said that um, she will let us know on the Facebook page when her new project is completed. And it looks like she might be able to maintain some uh, level of visibility on the Facebook page also and she could do that in her own time and wouldn't have to worry about um, coordinating with anyone else. So that works well. Thank goodness for the Internet. So I highly recommend um, continuing to expand and grow through the activations in the previous shows. If you get a chance, go back and listen. If you haven't listened previously, they are really powerful. These activations can inspire energetic shifts for you and it has made profound changes for many people. If you open up to the energy and you really follow it through, very powerful. Just imagine the profound changes that you could experience working with Renee LeBeau on a one-on-one -on -one session. I do recommend her services and her contact information is both on Facebook at the Unmasking the Feminine group and also attached to this blog talk radio podcast. For right now, uh, I will let you know that her website is akana.com. That's A-H-K-A-N-A.com, akana.com. So we thank Renee for being with us for the 17 weeks that we work together, and we're excited to see what's coming next for you. And now for something completely different. Here at Unmasking the Feminine, several times we've mentioned that we're talking about feminine as an energetic. It's not women versus men, but rather feminine energy and masculine energy. And it's not a versus. They shouldn't be against one another, but actually working together. And I'm shooting all over myself again. I'm trying to stop using that word because it's a direction as opposed to allowing the energy to flow properly. That being said, I want to introduce one of my favorite masculine energies, and his name is Sid Vitale. For anyone who is familiar with my other work, Sid and I have another program that we have here on Blog Talk Radio, which is Love and Relationships with Sid and Jer. And we have been co-hosts for a while on that show. Sid, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Sid Vitale. I am a success integration coach, and I'm really excited to be here and explore the 
energetic that is considered feminine and masculine? I have a lot of questions. Uh-oh. Yes. So the, the name of the program for this week, we had found it at um, Renee's suggestion, the adversarial relationships. And it's pertaining to Mars. Mars is in motion right now. It, it has been retrograde, and it's about to go direct. And we talk about Mars influence and Mars energy. I'll pose it to you. So like when you think about Mars, that energetic, you think about the color red, since those two things generally go hand in hand, mm -hmm. when you say, what imagery comes to mind? The first thing that comes to my mind when, when you say Mars is, you know, God of War, um, soldiers, um, blood intensity, um, uh, a lot of a lot of emotion that's that's really um, kind of forceful. Correct, like things like anger. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah, you're more, seeing red. Exactly, the more intense. Uh, for me, it's the more intense feelings. Oh, exactly, exactly. Uh, Mars has a depth of emotion that's a little bit different than Venus, although Venus is the counterpart. So when we talk about Mars and we talk about Venus and we discuss their energetics, it's how they relate to each other, I think, that is, I'm going to say, most important or most intriguing to me. Okay, so it's the relationship between the two, not necessarily this is one, that's the other. It's, it's what's in between. Exactly. Okay. Um, years ago, that book came out, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, I, Which... It, to some extent is true, our job, I feel, is to help people understand what do you do with that? Where do you go from there? We understand each other, and this point in time is a good time to really look at ourselves and look deep inside ourselves and look at our communication. And it's about communicating with others, and do we get lost in those relationships or relating to others? Or do we have a, a strong enough sense of self? How do we treat ourselves and how do we allow others to treat us? And do we value ourselves? Do we value others? So that's pretty big. There's a lot going on there. That's huge. Uh, my take on the Mars, men are from Mars, women are, women are from Venus thing is that uh, that may be true, it may not, but we're all here on Earth right now, so how do we make that work? Um, Astrologically, we met in the middle. There you go. There you go. I have I have a question about you said it's about you know the the relationships, and before we go there, um, and this has to do with the relationship with yourself, and I'm not sure I have a different perspective on this, but um, when it comes to masculine and feminine energy, mm -hmm. it's I think it's important for men to know that we all have both masculine and feminine energy. Actually, we just have energy, and we've labeled some as masculine and some as feminine. Um, I think, Jerry, you and I have had some conversations about gender roles mm -hmm. and how, they, how we relate to each other. Um, what would you say about, you know, as far as masculine and feminine energy versus gender roles? Well, gender roles I see as a, a construct or something that, people have put on top of the energetic to try and understand it and divide it. When we try to understand things, we put words to it. Uh -huh. Or at least that's 
the way we've operated mm -hmm. as a species, I'll say, uh, since we developed language. There are many animals and species on the earth who have their own language that's different that may not be as specific as ours or it might be more specific than ours but just because we don't understand it doesn't mean it's not a language okay. that being said language to me is almost personal so when we're talking about gender roles and we bring up different words that have to do with gender roles like for instance when we talk about the mother or mom. Mm -hmm. There's a universal mother, which is a blanket. A mother is a person who gave birth to a child. Mm -hmm. But then if you look deeper in that, is it really a person who gave birth to a child, or is it a person who raised the child? Well, doesn't that make it a mom? And what do they have to give up for the child? Does it always require sacrifice? What kind of sacrifice? And then it, it can really take you down the rabbit hole. And what we do in order to personalize it and chunk it down, as, to use your language, mm -hmm. we relate it to ourselves, so it comes through our filter. So when you say mother, <laughs> careful. My, mom, careful. my mom's going to kill me, but <laughs> when I think of mother, I don't know if you remember the original Godzilla movies. Oh, yeah. Godzilla was a female, and she was protecting her child, her baby, and that's, what, you know, that's why she destroyed uh, Tokyo and everything. So that's my mom. My mom would do that. She would destroy Tokyo to protect her young or the people she loves. I know. I, that's why I, I said my mom will come. I, I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's different types of mothers. There's a, those mothers who feel that they have to push the child out of the nest as soon as possible, mm -hmm. who are very impersonal with their children. Uh, they call them some of them helicopter moms who are mothers who are so in their kids' business and everything that they're doing that the child does not have a chance to expand and become their own person. So mother, as a stereotype, is one thing, and then when it's put to play in, in actuality, it's something different, and then when, as we receive it, it's completely different. Okay. If I were to say to you that you're mothering me, mm -hmm. to me, that's a compliment. Ah, uh, and as a man, mm -hmm. I would not necessarily take that as a compliment. Exactly. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. And even some people, if you don't have um, the type of mother like I had, mm -hmm. I mean, my mother was not easy. We didn't always have the best relationship. But the one thing that I knew that I, I still know, no matter what, that I could fall back on, I could always depend on her because she loved me, period. Mm -hmm. In the fullest extent of the word. Exactly as I was. That's not saying that she didn't wish some things were a little different. <laughs> that I had become a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, done these other fields that she felt were more um, normal. But still to me, to be called to say that I'm being a mom or that I'm mothering, that to me is a compliment. Now, other people might say smother mother. Oh, see, I can also see, I know the relationship that you have with your daughter. Mm -hmm. And I can certainly see where you would see, oh, you're mothering me. As, as a huge compliment, mm -hmm. you know, and that's great. So that's part of and we had discussed a few times about uh, the roles that we play as women, and I am going to, uh, I'm working on a blog post about that. Uh, I do have another book of the works, so I think the book's going to come out first, so the blog post might have to wait a couple of weeks. 
But there are so many roles we play every day, not just the parent, the lover, the worker, the boss. How do you know what's a role and what is you? And, and as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, we really haven't touched on the adversarial part of this yet, but we will. We haven't. We will. And I, I kind of took this on a different way. And, and just um, we, are, we did just get past Mother's Day. Yeah. And one of the things that it, it um, made me think of it was I was at uh, church the other day, and they ran a commercial that they did, uh, and it was a job interview. People were going in for a job interview. And the interviewer said, okay, um, this job, really, you need to be able to do everything. Um, you need to be able to, you know, uh, take care of your coworker uh, 24-7, 365 days a year, um, and went through all these different ridiculous criteria. And when the people asked and said, you know, this better pay a lot, the interviewer said, well, it pays nothing. <laughs> and they were all thought he was crazy. And they said, oh, nobody would ever do that. And he said, there are billions of people doing that every day. They, we call them moms. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, all the roles that we ask women to take on, um, you know, most of the time we do it without even as much as, as a thank you. So, you know, some are assumed and some are uh, put on them, but I, I have great respect for those roles. So going from there, um, I'm going to redirect. That was great, by the way. I, I would have loved to see that commercial. Taking a step back from that, when we then speak of adversarial relationships, recently a lot of people have been feeling very put upon, very misunderstood, uh, tense, frustrated, angry. There's been a lot of conflict. There's been quite a bit of conflict. And where is that coming from? My take on it is with everything happening astrologically to us, we are meant to take that energy and utilize it. We are meant to take that energy, and what is it pointing to? What's the source of that? For instance, the thing with the mother, if I said that you were mothering, mm -hmm. and that was an insult to you, why is it an insult? Where, go inside and figure out why is that an insult. It doesn't matter how the person meant it. That's not the energy with which you're taking it. And again, I think that comes back to um, a gender role. Being, being a man, uh, I think that it has been shown as um, not a positive thing to embrace your feminine side. And I'm actually just learning to do that. Well, I think you've always been pretty... Your energetic is very masculine. It's very... And in that way, I mean, it's like protective and powerful. And But at the same time, you also are very feminine... And I'm going to give some away here. But when I watch you with your cats, <laughs> oh, you're very nurturing, very loving. In a manly way. You could be very tender. But see what I just did there? Mm -hmm. I just discounted it. Right. You know, and that's, that's part of, I think that's part of what contributes to the adversarial relationship. I think we really have discounted um, the feminine role in society and just in general. It's just expected mm -hmm. rather than take it with gratitude. 
Yeah. Or expressing gratitude for it. When we talk about adversarial, what does adversarial mean? It means somebody with a different point of view. That is most basic. It also means someone who's going to um, someone or something, there's opposition there. So when we talk about Mars and Venus, there can be opposition there, and they, they do this dance. And it's not about power, who has power over one another, but it's more about integrating, and how do we integrate these two and use this energetic as a fluid form instead of having to pull everything out. I can tell you when I think of a dad, because of the way my father is, I think of someone who's very nurturing and very kind. Mm-hmm. That being said, if my father walks in the room and he says, hey, everybody stops what they're doing. And he's not a big guy, but he's a powerful person. And I think that comes with having a deep sense of love and commitment. I think he has a good balance between his masculine and feminine side. Oh, definitely. And, and he never was afraid of anybody saying, what, you do the laundry? Right. You know. He didn't care less, and it comes down to that, is really knowing who you are. I think that's where, you know, once you do come to terms with that balance, whatever it may be, and that it is fluid and it does change, I think that you become more comfortable with yourself, Mm -hmm. and then you can express both sides. Exactly. Now, when we talk about adversarial, it has a negative charge to it, that word, the adversary. I think that's why I keep trying to get away from it. I'm adversarial to adversarial. Yes. (laughs) It has a negative charge to it. Does it have to? Um, As somebody who is big on semantics and word use, we were just talking about this before the show, and I haven't hashed this one out yet because, to me, adversarial is an opposite um, viewpoint. And to me, that does feel very confrontive, very... um, what I call a mismatch, or if you say it's black, they'll say it's white, or it's gray, or it's something different. But when we talk about adversarial, one of the uh, subtexts of the word is that it's something to throw you off your mark. An adversary is trying to keep you from your goal. I think if you look at it with that definition, it's definitely not always a negative thing. Not always a negative thing. Yeah. It, can be, it can certainly be a positive thing, because anything that throws me off my mark takes me off my map, which is going to expand my viewpoint. And if it expands my viewpoint, it's expansive for the universe, for me, and I look at that as a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. (laughs) And I find that adversarial, when someone is pushing your buttons, it gives you something to look at. Definitely. It gives you, when you get angry at something, if, some, if something is tweaking you, it's tweaking you. It doesn't necessarily have to do with whoever you're speaking to or your relationship with that person. What changes the relationship between you and that person or that object is your reaction to it or your lack thereof. So if something tweaks you, for instance, if, if I had a negative a negative charge around, well, even you saying this is adversarial, you're being adversarial. Mm-hmm. You take it as a positive because it's expanding your your horizons. I may take it as a negative, like you're telling me that I'm trying to do something bad to you. Right. Why am I taking it that way? Why am I taking it inside and taking on that energy? Why well, I need to look at that? Well, what's wrong with expanding somebody else's horizons? 
Part of that, though, is the discussion that comes between us where there's conversation where we're both open to listen to one another and receive the energetic that's being given. I definitely agree with that. I think that um, if I'm willing to take a look at if we have a conversation, I tell you uh, you're being adversarial and you get upset about it and you get, you know, tweaked with me, Mm-hmm. and you take a step back and try and figure out what's going on with that, you do need to own that. Mm-hmm. You know, that is uh, because of your filters, uh, because of your experiences, your beliefs. Um, and again, it may just be because of the charge on the word. Exactly. So, and the way to take the charge off it is to communicate and go back and say, and that's not always possible. I'm not saying that's always possible. Not everybody is in a place where they're ready to hear you or ready to look at things. So if you say that, if I didn't know that your definition of adversarial meant it was knocking you off your market and making you more expansive, then it would be an insult to me. And by speaking to you now, I know it's not really an insult, even though you're saying, hey, you know, you're knocking me off my game. Well, and that's just like, mothering mm-hmm. you know if I didn't know you and didn't know your relationship with your daughter and your relationship with your mother then I'm using my definition one of the things I found really useful is if I talk to somebody and I see a shift in them is to say what did you hear me just say because then you're going to get their you're going to get their their meaning of your communication. Their interpretation, how right. you receive it. And that gives you a chance. That gives you a chance to say, that's that's not exactly what I meant, or, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, good, you got it. <laughs> so an adversarial relationship is not necessarily a bad thing. It can be a very powerful thing. Now, if we take this energy of frustration, of anger, of feeling put upon, And instead of using it to go down the rabbit hole and beat ourselves up and spiral out of control, if we take that energy and say, okay, I have all this energy around me, and I could either use it this way and run down the rabbit hole and really get myself dug deep in there and and find it difficult to get out, or I could take that energy, I'm going to redirect it, and I'm going to go in a different direction with it. Then the energy of Mars becomes very creative and it becomes very expansive, and it's something where, like using adversarial as a way to knock you off your mark, which expands your horizons, we use the energy, yes, to make ourselves a little bit uncomfortable because we're getting out of our box. We're getting out of our comfort zone and using it to push us to look deeper and to carry things further. I I realize that none of these are all-encompassing, again, black and white. But So are you saying that Mars is more action-based? Yes. Okay. What would you say is, is the, and I don't know if I'm asking this correctly, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, what would you say is the main energy behind Venus? Uh, um, the main energy behind Venus, I would say, Venus to me is a, to me, it feels very nurturing. It's about growth, mm-hmm. and it's about – I get the warm fuzzies with, with Venus, but that's my relationship with it. Okay. 
So Venus can also um, be the tough love planet, too. It can do either. See, that's, I don't want to say tough love, but, well, go ahead and finish your thought. And then go I'll, ahead. Um, my thinking of Venus is, I think of the Greek goddesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Greek gods, you know, Zeus was throwing thunderbolts and, you know, Poseidon controlled seas. And, I mean, they're big, powerful guys. But you know what? The Greek goddesses were behind them. And I got the impression that the true strength was there. So it's a, to me, it's a, it's a kind of strength that is equal to, but expressed differently. Does that make sense? Exactly, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a different, it's the flip side of the same coin, and it's a different expression of the same or similar energy. Okay. Look, I, I believe energy is energy. Mm-hmm. and we go through and, and we deal with all these different energy healing practitioners, and they're saying who uses arch, who uses mm-hmm. Reiki, who uses connection therapy or reconnection therapy, uh, who uses touch, who uses, um, like I use Christ healing, who uses golden orb. Everybody's got all these different names, Hunifier. It's all the same energy. We're all tapping into the same thing. We're all tapping into the same thing. The difference lies in the conduit, which is the person allowing the energy through them to go into the person that they're helping. And also the energy can be shifted a little bit because you're on a a slightly different frequency depending on what it needs to do or what its purpose is. So again, in addressing the, the dance of Mars and Venus or the dance of the masculine and feminine, I see it as the, the yin-yang symbol, which is actually a symbol that was created to show that dance, and it shows that in the core of each, there's a bit of the other right. as they spiral around each other. And referring back to, to putting on roles and having these masks that we wear, oftentimes we create that when we are in relationship, and it doesn't matter whether you're in a romantic relationship, it's a mother-child relationship or a parent-child relationship or relationship with your history professor. You tend to put on a mask or a role. Yeah, I know that wrong. You tend to put on a mask or take on a role that may or may not suit you, and it may or may not suit its purposes for the time. So we see some celebrities who were very wild when they were younger and doing all this crazy stuff and putting out things that were completely inappropriate for anybody to see. And then they have a child and suddenly they are mom. And then they want to be all pious and clean cut and they don't want any of that stuff out there and they don't want their child to know who they were and all that kind of stuff. And that, that to me is the epitome of playing a role and putting on a mask. Where are you in that? Are you able to maintain your core energetic and your core of, of who you are? Do you think that that... In relationship. That, that example right there, mm-hmm. do you think that's an example of what well, you said that's playing a role? Mm-hmm. Is it that we kind of forget that we are all those things and we try and assume the characteristics of one? You just used the example of a celebrity who has 
Well, and I'm just going to throw it out there. Let's suppose they have a sex tape out. Right. It goes out there. It's out there for a while, and then they have a child, and all of a sudden they're suing somebody because that sex tape is out there, and, you know, they, because they changed their mind about they don't want that out there for their child and this and that. Is that because they went they went from one role to another and forgot that that first role is still a part of them? I don't know that a role, and this is a whole other discussion that we can get into this time, but we can, uh, oh, wow, we're wow. down to a minute and a half. That went quick. Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should do a, a show specifically on that because it okay. is a, a larger subject. Uh, just remember that when someone, just because someone is not for you does not mean that they are against you. And just because someone has a different opinion doesn't mean that they're making you wrong. There are a million shades of gray, and just because I think one way because my experiences have taught me one thing and you think another way because your experiences have taught you something else, it doesn't mean that either one of us is wrong. It just means that this is the sum total of, of what we have experienced and this is what we have extrapolated from that. Wouldn't, I mean, in my viewpoint, the, the key to it is discussing it, having communi communication be open, and that way you can expand both viewpoints. Clear and open communication is always good. Doesn't always solve it because you may still have your opinion, I may still have mine because you have different a different background than sure. I do. But we're all part of the same stuff. There's really no reason for all this adversarial um, fighting and just going up against each other like there's got to be a winner. There does not have to be a winner. Everybody's a winner. We're all winners. Yay. Yay. So we're going to wrap this up, and this is Gerilyn St. Joseph on Unmasking the Feminine, and my guest host for today was... Sid Vitale. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you for helping out. And our website is holisticuniversity.org. Holistic is spelled with a W because our mission is to bring you to wholeness. And that's W-H-O-L-E, whole. So Holistic University. And you can contact Sid via his email. Which is SidVitalePA at gmail.com, which is S-Y-D-V-I-T-A-L-E-P-A at gmail.com. Or you can also contact me by phone at area code 717-405-0853. And reach us on Unmasking the Feminine. Our group is on Facebook. My name is Geraldine St. Joseph, and my email is Geraldine at Voice of Spirit. Geraldine is spelled G-E-R-A-L-Y-N. So feel free to contact us with any questions, comments, or show ideas. And we look forward to speaking to you again soon. And check out our show on Blog Talk Radio also, Love and Relationships with Sid and Jer. Mahalo. Bye, everybody.